0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert, Tifa Snow, and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, and joining me as usual is Tifa Snow. Now, I don't know about you, but I know life is a lot better after I've had a good night's sleep. But I, I keep reading how a person living with dementia may experience Uh, what do they call it, an altered sleep cycle? What's the story here? Any tips for us?
1: Yeah, so it turns out that when we are developing dementia, it it could be part of the development of dementia that our brains have a hard time switching gears and changing brain waves. And during a sleep cycle, we go from one state to another state, to a third state, to a fourth. And we actually have stages of sleep, getting to sleep, sleeping deeply, coming back out. And what we have are called REM sleep cycles. And it's when you get into the deep state of sleep that you go from awake to drowsy to asleep to deeply in sleep. That's when you have uh, dreams. And when you have dreams, um, it turns out that your brain paralyzes your body. So you can have kinds of weird stuff going on. And the only thing that's mobile are your eyes moving around inside and you can watch it. And that's why it's called rapid eye movement sleep Uh, because you're actually working through things. Your brain is really active. Um, The wave patterns change and it looks like parts of your brain are lighting up and you're seeing things and you're doing things and you're, and yet you're not doing anything or seeing anything because your eyes are closed and your body isn't moving and you're hardly breathing and and, you know, and then you wake up and it's like, whoa, or you should go back to another sleep cycle. You do multiples in a night. And it turns out for people living with dementia, when they come out of that, if they can even get into the REM sleep, because some dementias, they can't even get in there. And that's a hallmark of Lewy body. They they, they start asleep, but then they wake right back up and then they're up um, and they can't get back in. Um, what we're supposed to do is come in and out, in and out, but not actually wake up unless in the middle of the night you got to go empty your bladder and then you do want to wake up so you can go take care of the problem and then go back to sleep and that's not uncommon. So dementia um, makes it hard sometimes to come out of sleep cycles, or to stay in sleep cycles, and it can go either way.
0: So I I don't want to get technical here, but is this a a physical brain change, or is this my lifestyle change? Like uh, before I had an eight-hour job and a two-hour commute, Mm -hmm. and I had things after work, I belonged to clubs, I went to church, and now I don't have any of that, I'm sitting in my chair. So because I fall asleep because I'm bored, is that what's screwing it up, or, or has something physically changed?
1: We, we want a really simple answer to this so we know what the fix would be. And the problem is, it's a combination of issues. It's called multifactorial. So it has something- I don't do think with...
0: you're allowed to say that.
1: I'm not. Yeah, I'm sorry oh, about okay.
0: that. <laughs> Multi what?
1: Factorial. So it, Factorial. It, there's lots of factors. There's lots of pieces to the puzzle. So the environment matters. So if we've been really active- um, like on our cell phone or watching a scary movie or something, t- guess what it turns out that it's harder to do?
0: Fall asleep.
1: Yeah, fall asleep. It's harder to go from a wake state to a sleep state if we've just been doing something, and including uh, heavy-duty exercise. If we're really exercising a lot, we need to allow a period of time of cool down, of, of getting over that before we try to go to in arrest rest state. Um, So that can affect care partners as much as it can people living with. On the other hand, if I don't do a whole lot during the day, and my bowels are not getting activated with stuff that I physically would have been doing, then at night, my brain and my body may go, oh, something is just not right, man. Mm, I don't know what it is. And the problem is parts of my brain that should allow me to know what is it and to let me know, oh, you need to get up and go have a bowel movement and then you'll be able to go back to sleep my brain may or may not be able to figure all that out. And so I just get up and walk around and I move around and I move around and I'm in distress and I don't, and I want, I don't know what I want. It's not okay. So being awake when I should be asleep or being asleep or not actually alert and awake when I should be can really mess up a sleep cycle. So environment, tasks, activities, space.
0: Speaking of environment, I was I was in a facility and uh, in mm. easy easy visual regard for me, there were four clocks. And yet this person kept on asking, what time is it? What time is it? So yeah. what was happening there?
1: <laughs> so the, the environment had the data. The person's brain couldn't take the data in. And so what was happening, they were becoming anxious. They couldn't take data in. And so you're wanting to know what time it is. Yeah, it's about two. Now, what I need to realize is it's obvious to me it's two in the morning, or it's obvious to me it's two in the afternoon, but that may not be obvious to the person. So I may want to say it's about it's about two o'clock. Now it's really early in the morning. Um, do you want do you want to come with me for a bit, or do you want to lay back down? So that idea of I gave you some data. I'm curious as to whether or not you got it, even when I gave it to you. Did you hold on to it or did you immediately drop it? Because the asking what time it is, is actually a more complex question. Something doesn't seem right. Uh, what's go, what should I be doing? What time of day is it? What, what, what is missing in my life? So it could be that sleep eludes you when we worry. And that is not uncommon. Whether you have dementia or you don't. When we start worrying, it's hard to stay asleep, get asleep, uh, be asleep.
0: I would think that there should be some tips that we could offer people to to help them with this, because if somebody's getting up in the middle of the night, probably being angry with them is the wrong thing to do. Go back to bed is probably not going to, to work.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could try helping somebody lay back down, but if you haven't figured out what's made them get up in the first place, it's likely not to be successful. So one of the things to do is to establish some routines um, and sleep routines do matter. So sometimes cooling the room down that the person is going to sleep uh, closing the curtains ahead of sunset can be helpful. Making sure that there's not a lot of light in the room. Um, turning off the cell phones at a certain time and maybe trying something like either music or white noise could possibly be helpful. Um, looking at a warm cup of something and then, you know, maybe a bathroom trip and and then sort of doing maybe some either rocking or quiet, sort of sitting for a bit, and then maybe a back rub or, you know, depending on your preference. What are you noticing about my voice, Greg? Soothing. Yeah, it's sort of, it takes on a rhythm and a slower rhythm. And, and I'm, I'm keeping it fairly deep and even. And I'm, yeah, tell you what, because sometimes a hand massage or a foot rub or a back rub or, having heavy covers. So some people use a weighted blanket. Some people hate weighted, sometimes swaddling. No, I hate it. No. So finding out what matches your person can make a difference. Um, but also thinking about things like putting on an incontinence brief that's a really high quality brief and has a really great tendencies to hold urine so that I don't have to wake you up in the middle of the night and get into that habit of waking someone up turning the lights off, um, or if the person really gets uncomfortable with dark, having some light on.
0: Is this um, something that every person living with dementia will experience, or is this unique to one type of dementia, or just random?
1: Uh, So Lewy body disease, uh, dementia with Lewy bodies is one of the hallmarks of almost always having, and often the problems of sleep precede the diagnosis by anywhere from five to 20, 25 years. The person's always been a light sleeper, had challenges sleeping, became anxious at night. Um, Sometimes what happens is with vascular dementia or with maybe you have arthritis and you have dementia, uh, whether it's Alzheimer's or vascular it makes it uncomfortable to be sleeping. And so the discomfort of your joints can wake you up when you move, like you come out of your sleep, deep sleep state, you move around, it's like, oh, 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 wow. And then I have a hard time going back to sleep. Or if you sleep in a certain way where you get carpal tunnel problems, wrists or shoulder problems. Uh, So sometimes the mattress can make a difference. So the, you know, the bottom line is, many people living with dementia will experience this as they move later into the disease because if we think of small children you know they can sleep a long time but then babies do not sleep a long time they sleep for like 2 hours or so and then they're up you know if you're lucky it's like 2 hours on nah, half hour off 2 hours on and so you have to learn to sort of like figure out how we're going to manage that if it's part of where they are in their dementia and their brain failure versus something's wrong and I should use it as a, as a symptom of something's not okay with this person versus their Lewy body is active right now. I would plan for it.
0: Tipa, everybody's journey, as you say, is, is their journey. Um, if, if somebody wants to talk to somebody from positive approach to care about this, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, we have a consult line and so it's consult or consults at tipasnow.com or you can do info at tipasnow.com and we have a number of uh, resources that we've done and we have available that talk a little bit about this thing called sleep disturbance or problems with sleep and help us come up with some strategies and some ideas that might be helpful.
0: TIPA, once again, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Greg.
0: You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series. For more information on today's topic and just about anything else related to dementia, go to teepasnow.com.